Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. I'm so glad you joined me today as we continue talking about uh, the Holy Spirit and revival. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings life. And the Holy Spirit is not just an impersonal force. The Holy Spirit is a third person of the triune Godhead. The Holy Spirit has all the attributes of God. In John chapter 14 and chapters 15 and 16, Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit, did his most expansive teachings on the Holy Spirit. And throughout, he refers to the Holy Spirit with with personal pronouns. When he is come, he will guide you into all truth. Does not refer to the the Holy Spirit as some impersonal it, but no, as a person. And in the scripture, we, we read about people lying to the Holy Spirit, and we're warned not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we're told, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would teach us of all things. And so the Holy Spirit uh, is one with the Father and with the Son. They are one. And uh, we can't wrap our finite minds around the Godhead, but but wherever the Holy Spirit is, Jesus is there. The Father is there. And yet we see also that there is a distinction between them in Scripture. But the fact is that it is the Holy Spirit who comes and who brings the life of God, the life of Jesus into our individual lives and into the church. And I want to uh, talk to you today about receiving. We were talking yesterday about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, if you've never been filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, as they were on in Acts chapter uh, 2, I want to read something to you and some things that I have written down and taught in the past to encourage you today to receive uh, the Holy Spirit. Now, it's not just a one-time thing. We read in the book of Acts that the same people, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, even those on the day of Pentecost. We read about them being filled again. And so there's a sense where we we experience that initial reception of the Holy Spirit, but then we have to walk in the Spirit. We have to live in the Spirit. We have to learn to, to look to Him and depend upon Him every day. I remember hearing David Yonggi Cho, who's gone on to be with the Lord, but he and uh, an older woman who later became his mother-in-law founded the largest church in the world. Uh, and someone said the wealthiest church in the world. Now, it wasn't that when they founded it, they were very, very poor and destitute. And uh, in the 1950s, uh, he found a, a tent that the American soldiers had left behind as Many of the troops were pulling out after the war ended, the Korean War. And he and this older woman that was older than him set it up and began having services there. And God did great things. But he learned wow. through experience, he learned to depend upon the Holy Spirit. God did incredible things. Uh, I visited there in 1988 when I was there. That one congregation had 700,000 members and we're adding 13,000 people every month to their congregation. But one thing I remember hearing him saying, how he had 
come to realize that he was not adequate in himself, that he, could, he, he couldn't build a church. He couldn't do it. He learned this the hard way in his early days. He come to be totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit. And he said, when I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes. I begin saying, Holy Spirit, I am, I'm counting on you today. I'm trusting in you today, trusting in your power and, and your wisdom and your guidance. And Holy Spirit, you and I are going to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God today. Oh, how the modern church needs to learn to be totally dependent and lean on the Spirit of God. So I want to ask, ask this question, what is the purpose of the, of the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Now, by the way, in the, in the New Testament, these, these expressions are used um, interchangeably for the same experience. The bab, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon them, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. These words, if you look carefully, these words are used inter, uh, uh, interchangeably for the very same experience. But what is the purpose of this experience of the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus plainly told us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that this experience is not given just to entertain us, to make us feel good, to give us goosebumps. Now, these things may happen. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's nothing there's nothing like the pre real presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's nothing greater than that, the feeling, the experience, the exhilaration, the peace, and the joy that comes with it. But yet, that is not the purpose. Those are just the byproducts. Those are just the after effects and the byproducts of the Holy Spirit coming. Here's the reason he sends the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So there it is. You shall receive power, the Greek word dunamis, from which we get dynamite, dynamo. You shall receive dunamis, dynamo. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. For what reason? And you shall be my witnesses. Or some translations say, you will be witnesses to me. In other words, the whole purpose is to empower us to be effective witnesses for Jesus, to more effectively tell people about, about him, who he is and what he's accomplished for them. Anything else is just a spinoff, a byproduct of that purpose. We must never lose sight of that because I have personally seen uh, genuine outpourings of the Holy Spirit where people thought, and even the leaders thought, that this was happening just to let them have fun just to make them feel good and have fun. And they would even talk about having a Holy Ghost party and, 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 and going to Joel's bar and having a drink of the Holy Spirit and all sorts of things like this because they got this idea that the purpose of all of this, the reason God is doing this is just to make us feel good and to help us have a good time. No, no. That's a byproduct. That's a side effect. Don't lose sight. The purpose is, is a witnessing, is a mission approach. It's to make us effective witnesses to send us forth. Jesus said in Jerusalem, your Jerusalem is where you are now. My Jerusalem right now is grapevine. That's where I'm at. Your Jerusalem is where you are. 
But it doesn't stop there. He said, the Holy Spirit is coming to empower you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, how can we receive? So how the church, the church is totally ineffective if the church does not have this empowering of the Holy Spirit that, that Jesus promised, that the Old Testament promised, that God himself promised. The church is totally ineffective without that. We may have an, an organization, but it won't be anything more than the Lions Club or the, you know, you know, or some other social organization. We will just have a religious name to it. It is the, the presence and the power, the empowering of the Holy Spirit that really makes us the church of Jesus Christ of the living God. One of the the, the famous, it's called Church Fathers, Irenaeus from the uh, he would have been from the second, third century, second century. He was born in 125, and I think he died in 200. So he was from the second century. He said, where the Holy Spirit is, there is the church. Where the church is, there is the Holy Spirit. In other words, there's no such thing as a church without the presence and the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, how can we receive this? Well, I'm going to have to talk about you, that to you, share that with you in our next episode. But I'm going to, uh, let me just say this. I'll give you the, the four keys and then we'll elaborate on them. First of all, you have to ask, Luke eleven thirteen. You have to believe, Mark eleven twenty four. You have to receive, Acts two thirty eight. And then you have to allow the spirit to flow out. And do I have an, an, an exciting testimony to tell you about that? We have to allow the spirit to flow out. As Jesus said in John uh, 38, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Hey, I am Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt podcast. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. A lot of resources there that will help you. Uh, during this time, I am recommending my book, 1726, The Year That Defined America. Uh, it documents how America was birthed out of a great revival, a great spiritual awakening, and uh, has so much powerful information that is so needed in our world today. And even if you're listening in another country, it will greatly bless you because the principles therein are universal, applicable anywhere in the world. It is available also in the uh, Kindle format, so it can be easily purchased and downloaded from anywhere in the world uh, on Kindle. And uh, so anyway, check it out, 1726, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow.